Blog Talk Radio. This is Creativity and Play. I'm Steve Dahlberg. And I'm Mary Alice Long. You can find us online and be notified in future shows at creativityandplay.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Creativity Play. And download archived editions on iTunes. Our guest today on Creativity and Play is interdisciplinary artist Shelley Sachs. Shelley works internationally in connective practices and social sculpture, exploring the relationship between imagination and transformation, the individual and the community, and rethinking responsibility as an ability to respond. She leads a master's and doctoral program in social sculpture at Oxford Brookes University in England, where she is professor of social sculpture in interdisciplinary arts and director of the Social Sculpture Research Unit. She's also the co-author of the recently released Atlas of the Poetic Continent, Pathways to Ecological Citizenship. Shelley will lead a three-day University of the Trees U.S. Summer Institute 2014 from August 1st to 3rd, 2014 at the Jane Goodall Center at Western Connecticut State University in Danbury, Connecticut in the U.S. We'll talk more about this first training of on the University of the Trees to be held in the U.S., building on similar work that Shelley has done in England, Germany, and South Africa. Shelley Sachs, welcome to Creativity and Play. Hi, Steve. It's wonderful Hello. to have Hello, you man. on. Thank you. Thank you. Talk about your work and uh, also to know that we're finally hoping to see you in the United States um, this this summer uh, to to share with a wider community of people that are interested about uh, one of your projects, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but before we do that, tell us about your own work as an artist and uh, and under this this label or title of social sculpture that we mentioned in the introduction. What, what is that and, and what, what does that mean for you, you as an artist? Well, social sculpture is a term, a phrase that was developed by the artist Joseph Boyce in the 70s, bringing together the idea of social and sculpting, or one could say shaping. In German, the word for sculpture is plastic. So straight away in this term, you have an idea that um, it's actually a form of shaping of what is um, fluid, what is changeable, what is transformable. So the whole idea when he developed the idea of social sculpture, it was just beginning, was that it is actually a refocusing of the whole um, notion of art partly on our own lives. We are ourselves social sculptures and also on the forms and structures and processes in the world around us. So it just widens the whole conception of art and obviously still includes artistic processes, the role of the imagination and creating forms um, for every situation as appropriate. And in terms of your art, how has that concept played out for you? Well, over the last um, 30 years, I began trying to really understand what that could mean. It sounded like a great idea, and together with it, his very famous phrase, every human being is an artist. But what that actually meant in practice was very 
um, unclear, very vague. How could other people practice with these ideas? In about um, uh, the early 90s, I developed a project called Exchange Values, Images of Invisible Lives, in which I worked with um, small producers, banana farmers in the Caribbean, and um, consumers in Europe to actually look at um, how we um, perceive ourselves in the world economy, our relationship to the world, and in what way we could see ourselves as artists of this wider kind, artists and producers shaping um, new ways of being in the world, shaping new responses to the world economy. And in this particular instance, the focus was obviously on the relationship between producers and consumers. It was the early days of the fair trade movement, and this project in um, Europe had quite a big impact um, on um, both the development of fair trade, but also on, on the um, situation, um, the ways that producers could begin to think differently and look at their situation in the Caribbean. And I just wanted to repeat that phrase that you said a moment ago of Joseph Boises, because I think it broke up a little, which was everyone as an artist, was that phrase that you said you were asking questions of yourself about what that meant. So just want to be sure it was clear that people could hear. Yeah, it's um, every human being as an artist is a very um, interesting phrase. When Boyce used to say it, people used to sit and nod and kind of agree. But again, no one really knew what that, how, you know, what one could do with that. And Boyce, in order to clarify, would often say it doesn't mean everybody should sing and dance and paint. And so what I tried to do um, in this Exchange Values project is to create an arena, a platform in which all citizens, everyone on earth is a consumer, and in a sense, everyone's a producer, even if we don't realize it. People who stay at home and bring up their children, in a way, are producing the society. But we also produce all sorts of other things. We produce the education system and the um, economic system. And so Boyce's idea was really to try and expand this idea of art out into the world and in ways that people could look at their own lives and see what capacities they had to and have and could develop to reshape their own lives and um, what in the society around them could be worked on as if it is a giant artwork. Sally, how do you bring people into that kind of exchange or engagement? Um, so I listened to one of your, um, watched one of your videos, uh, a morning talk that you gave, and you talked about people coming together of all different stripes, so people who wouldn't normally come together. So can you tell us a little bit about that, bringing, bringing the collective together, and then how you shape that process with um, using different ways to enter into the unconscious material and our imagination and everything that we can play with and create with in our humanness. So, yeah, that's, thanks, Mary. That's kind of key to all the different um, types of projects and work and um, 
so on the one hand, it's about creating arenas, creating situations, which are opportunities. And usually these arenas are um, of a special kind in the sense that they um, there's an idea that Bertolt Brecht, the playwright, um, developed also many years ago where he spoke about the need to disrupt the ordinary everyday. He described it as making strange, but just a little, not so much that people feel um, destabilized and out, totally out of their depth, but um, creating situations that are just slightly out of the ordinary. So with the Exchange Values Project, it meant partly that people sit surrounded by beautiful stitched sheets of dried blackened banana skins, and underneath they hear the voices of the growers that they will never see. So this um, absence that they're of the growers that they're brought into really echoes the um, distance from everyone who produces everything in the world economy. And what that does, people sit at this large round table and partly and become part, experience themselves as part of this world economy. And what that really does is create space for the imagination so that um, in exchange values, which is just an example of these processes, but it shifts people away from debating and just thinking about in a kind of logical, purely rational way and takes them into the experience and the space of these realities that are being um, discussed or explored. And so in a sense, that's like any artwork works. Any artwork takes one into a kind of imaginative, experiential space where we each become um, players, artists, you could say. Even to look at a painting, we have to enter that with other eyes with, um, in an imaginative way so we can engage with it. And here, we kind of, um, these dialogue processes always take place in some kind of a imaginative context. So you could say sometimes it's with things, but sometimes it's the very nature of the dialogue process itself. So people are um, invited usually to have some kind of experience in the Earth Forum process, which is one of the newest social sculpture processes that's part of University of the Trees and one of the ones we'll be introducing for the first time in the, in the Earth Forum process. Um, this is built on people having an experience of themselves being on the planet and then building on that experience by um, taking that into their own imaginative inner space and sharing that. And so at the same time, it builds, it builds new awareness of our capacities to, you could say, to play, but always to play with this. When we play as adults, we play in a kind of very special way. We enter things just like a child does. We enter whether it's the short walk on the planet or the reality of the growers and consumers and the pain in the world economy. We enter that like a child would play and let things unfold. But at the same time, because we're adults, we have this very special capacity to see in this inner space of our imagination so we can reflect at the same time. 
So there's a lovely phrase in the Earth Forum process where we introduce people to this imaginative space that we all carry around on our shoulders, every human being, irrespective of education, whether we've had formal education or not. And this is the space that we can, where we have memories, where we can bring forward images, and where one could say we can see what we see and hear what we hear. And the moment we do that, we have, we might be playing, allowing things to unfold, allowing things to emerge, just as a child does, going into the unknown. But at the same time, we also can sit a bit to the side and actually see how we see, see what's going on. And in that moment, we also become creative shapers, um, people who can shift, adjust, transform not only what we do, but first of all, how we see and how we think, our attitudes, our habits, um, our whole orientation. And that is why play, this kind of play, is in a way very connected to freedom. And um, as Steve mentioned in the beginning, and responsibility, our ability to respond. We can see how we live, how we engage in the world. I hope that gives you some idea of what this special kind of reflective adult play um, is about. It does. I, in first reading um, through some of the website, as a Jungian and depth psych psychological person, I'm very familiar with intellect and, <laughs> and that kind of a script. But when I saw the engagement that was happening um, on the video, then, and just what you were just saying, then I could really see the, the gems of the process. And so I look forward to that uh, process at the uh, upcoming August events and uh, hope that people will, um, you know, go beyond the uh, what are the words on the page into that kind of a process. For instance, you, were, you, were, you reflected on clo closing your eyes and going into your, the imaginal space. And, and what that does is, is so beyond the words, um, Shelley. So thank you. What's so wonderful to hear that your response is, I mean, the, the phrase um, that we use, one of the capacities that we introduce in the Earth Forum is active imagination, which is really is a phrase that comes from Jung. And the space that we also introduce people to, the space of memory and of images, James Hillman, one of the post-Jungians, I think very well known in, in the space, yeah. spoke about it as the theater of memory. And what I've really done in my social sculpture work is to show how it's not really the, only the theater of memory, but in this amazing space, we can see not only the past, we can see the present, we can see the future, really astonishing. We can see them all simultaneously there without walls. And then we have this capacity to re-enter. You could again use another phrase of Jung's and say, Jung spoke about dreaming on the dream and about amplifying. And so when we re-enter the space with generous eyes, with kind eyes, and we're able to really get down to the habit level to look at um, the attitudes, the values, the um, habits with which we see the world. And although this might sound complex when talking about it, um, 
what is really amazing, we worked in South Africa. The very first earth forum took place in a dry riverbed with farm workers and farmers and unemployed workers. And within moments, without saying to people, you know, look, all human beings really are equal on many levels, fundamentally, et cetera, et cetera, this process actually brings people into not just the sense of being equal, but also a kind of incredibly creative space and a very joyful space because everybody is within moments actually um, in these powerful images that are each of ours and that we can then begin to explore and share. So it's great that you mention that because it's somehow fundamental to the whole field of social sculpture and to the project called University of the Trees, um, which Earth Forum is a part of. And what I've really done, I suppose, over the years is to bring Joseph Boyce's and Goethe's ideas into relationship with Jung and James Hillman and this kind of phenomenology of, of imagination. I had that sense. Thank you, Shelley. So let's talk a little bit more about the, the University of the Trees um, in general, um, what it is and, and where it came from, and then what, what you'll be doing this August uh, when you come to Connecticut in the United States for three days to engage people that are interested in, in this um, University of the Trees um, approach um, that they might take back to their own communities uh, as well if they're interested. Thanks, Steve. So, yeah, University of the Trees, we describe it as a mobile alternative university that um, exists, can exist, does exist anywhere on the planet, wherever human beings are willing to um, become conscious of and explore um, how we live on the planet and to meet not only ourselves. So all these processes are designed for us to come to ourselves, you could say come to our senses, um, but also to come to the other beings on the planet, to come to our senses through this meeting with the other life forms that we all live with and depend on um, and share the planet with. So University of the Trees has a number of kind of core ideas. One is that the ecological crisis um, is an opportunity for consciousness, that the world around us is showing us that we simply cannot live in the same ways that we do with the same attitudes, values, habits. The University of the Trees, you could say, is also a framework. We talk about it as a flexible framework, a framework for um, developing methods and approaches, experiential approaches, much like John Dewey was talking about many years ago, but experiential approaches for um, coming to our senses and coming to know the world. So um, one of the other key ideas in University of the Trees is the idea that we um, need to and can develop new ways of seeing that um, Goethe, the playwright, poet, but also the scientist, described as new organs of perception. So University of the Trees has many modules and practices and workshops and forms it's developing for teachers at certain levels. We've got one workshop process we've developed called What is a Human Being? What is a Tree? Where teachers can work with pupils in a completely other way, an experiential way. 
One of the most well-known and successful modules, so-called modules in University of the Trees is the Earth Forum. And the nice thing about the Earth Forum and all the processes, these practices and processes, is that once people have done them, if they like them, they can also be trained in them and become facilitators to work in this creative way with people. And the artwork then is not the Earth Forum process um, or the form itself that I or someone else might have initiated, but it's the actual transformative work with the people. One of the early ideas Boyce had when he was developing his social sculpture ideas, he used to describe social sculpture as learning to work with the invisible materials of speech, thought, and discussion. And um, one could say that imagination is one of those invisible materials. Our questions are those invisible materials. Um, and so all these processes in the University of the Trees, we've just begun. We have eight or nine different processes at the moment. But the whole idea is that in the future, as people come to understand how we can um, enhance transformative work through this kind of imaginative engagement, experiential knowing, that other people will be able to develop their own processes and practices and work with them in this framework of University of the Trees. Does that explain things a little? Yes, and, and just to remind the listeners that, um, first of all, our guest is Shelley Sachs, and she w was just talking about the University of the Trees and the summer institute that she'll be running about University of the Trees in Connecticut August 1st through 3rd at the Jane Goodall Center at Western Connecticut State University in Danbury, Connecticut. And uh, people can find out more at appliedimagination.org about that and also about University of the Trees. And um, it will take place over three days. And as Shelley was just describing, there will be kind of several different components from direct experience of University of the Trees um, as a framework, as an approach, um, as well as talking about it and the concepts and, and understanding them better to be able to um, use such approaches um, in one's own community. So uh, we anticipate a small, um, intimate group um, to be really be able to go in-depth with Shelley while she's here doing this for the first time in the United States and, um, and also anticipate people coming from, from anywhere in the country or beyond the country um, if they're interested. So we invite people to find out more and, and hopefully join us in August if possible. Um, Shelley, you, you mentioned a little bit ago um, one of the ideas that connects into to much of your work about um, the idea of responsibility and uh, you sort of reframing that as uh, thinking about it as our ability to respond. And I know when I've been with you before, you've, you've added another um, connection to that, which is our ability to respond requires a response. And I've always just found that extremely um, meaningful and powerful um, to really think about, you know, what, what is our role as creative people in the world and particularly as it relates to the future of the planet, to, to being sustainable people in, in what we do um, in the world. And just wondering if you'd elaborate a little bit more on that whole concept and um, how, it, how it plays into all of this. Thanks, Steve. Um, when I first realized that responsibility really needs to be understood and can be understood as an ability to respond, 
Um, it came from thinking about what aesthetic means. In the art world, we often talk about aesthetic. And I started thinking if we really think about aesthetic in um, contrast to the anesthetic or numbness, we can start to see in aesthetic not just as taste or style or pleasing visual beauty, but we can start to see it as all things that enliven our being. And once we start understanding aesthetic as enlivened being, it's also possible to see the relationship between aesthetics, this anything that enlivens us, that connects us, um, to our ability to respond. So for me, what's very important is to, for responsibility, this, this ability to respond to come as something that comes from the inside. I think when um, responsibility is a duty or something that comes from the outside, most people feel that that's a denial of their freedom and might even recoil from it. Real responsibility has to be a movement that comes from the inside and in a way has to feel like um, an invitation we have to be moved, mobilized internally. A movement starts, yeah, from the inside. So all the practices that happen in the University of the Trees, we describe as connective practices. The capacities that we develop are capacities that help us come closer to the world, come closer to our senses, come closer to... Um, seeing, experiencing, understanding our relationship to the world. And the real, um, the real motivation or movement to engage um, comes from really feeling what needs to be done, experiencing what needs to be done, and not being told and uh, hearing endless arguments about what needs to be done. Um, usually one logical argument can just get countered with another. So the Earth Forum, for example, was designed to work with environmental decision makers so that they could actually experience this planet that they're making decisions about and feel from the inside, connect from the inside, and therefore perhaps have a different sense of their ability to respond. Does that... Yeah. Oh, can you give us one? We have a couple minutes left of our interview time. Can you give us a couple, well, maybe one or two simple ways we can come to ourselves so that we can bring um, that um, inner decision maker to the larger collective? Yeah, I think um, this walk that happens at the beginning of the Earth Forum sounds incredibly simple. We go out and we walk, have a 10-minute walk on the planet. And in that process, really notice when people go out, the invitation is to get something of the Earth or a handful of Earth. And at the same time to notice all the feelings, all the questions, all the images, the doubt in one, and to try not to censor them. And it seems that that, that sounds like an incredibly simple experience, really opens people's, um, not only their senses, in the literal sense of, of going out, as they go out to look for something of the earth, 
but they actually realize how they see and how they feel. And that's one example of um, a process that returns people to themselves because suddenly they become present to themselves and see what they see, hear what they hear, and then sit with that. That experience as much as the experience of um, through our normal outer senses. We call that sometimes um, the eye sense. Um, and I developed a phrase a few years ago that says um, sustainability without the eye sense is nonsense. We have to be present uh-huh. to ourselves in a very simple practice that um, makes us aware that we are there. We're doing the seeing, we're doing the feeling, we're doing the, the, the experiencing and it's through the filter of our values, our attitudes, our habits, and plus, we can change them. Shelley, uh, we have to leave it there, and I want to thank you very much for joining us on Creativity and Play today. And our guest. Shelley is an interdisciplinary artist and professor of social sculpture and interdisciplinary arts at Oxford Brookes University and the director of the Social Sculpture Research Unit. She is also the co-author of the recently released Atlas of the Poetic Continent, Pathways to Ecological Citizenship, and she'll be leading a three-day introduction to the University of the Trees from August 1st through 3rd, 24 Goodall Center at Western Connecticut State University in Danbury, Connecticut in the U.S. You can find out more about that at appliedimagination.org. Our theme music is Kindergarten, composed and performed by Jonathan Batiste. And you can listen to this show and previous shows again and find more information about our guests and sign up to be notified about coming shows at creativityandplay.com. And find Creativity and Play on Twitter, Facebook, and I well. Creativity and Play is a production of the International Center for Creativity and Imagination in partnership with the National Creativity Network. I'm Steve Talbert. And I'm Mary Alice Long. Thank you, Shelley, for sharing your, your meaningful work with our listeners. We so appreciate it. Thank you, Mary and Steve and all the listeners. Thanks very much. See you in the States in August. Yes.